Welcome back, operators and owners. This segment of Thoughts from the Truck is going to focus on steps two and three in the professional development plan. And we're going to specifically talk about knowledge consumption, organization, and application. This podcast is going to be divided into two parts. The first part this week is going to focus on how you can organize all that knowledge that you've collected so that you can readily access it in a feasible and in a logical order. The second part of this podcast that will come out a week later, we'll talk about the tools and the software you can use to help you organize your life and declutter kind of your mind so that you can think more clearly on these concepts, these ideas, and this information that you've gathered for your professional development plan. So stay tuned for some really exciting information about how you can develop with this knowledge you've collected. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, everyone. In this episode, we're going to focus on consumption organization of your acquired knowledge from the first step in the professional development plan. Next week's part two will focus on the products that can assist your knowledge organization and on how to brainstorm using your knowledge that you've collected before. So let's get right into part one about consumption and organization of acquired knowledge. So after I collect all of my knowledge, my ideas, everything that I've been thinking about or brainstorming or come across, I'm often left with piles of paper, tons of emails, lots of websites and articles. We got podcasts and I've got a lot of handwritten notes. Um, One of the things I really like to do is carry a notebook with me and I have stacks of notebooks now filled with different ideas. So it can be really difficult to visualize a single desirable outcome out of so much information. And it's really critical that we as professionals and as people seeking professional development can visualize your desirable outcome. Because if we take action or have action without a well-defined endpoint, you can significantly deplete your own resources, your own drive, and you can become unfocused. And it can be really difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnel of what you're really working for. And this can result in poor follow-through or a poor end product or even some burnout on your own ideas for your own professional development, much less the things you're doing day-to-day for your career your job. Therefore, we need to have an immediate organizational system that's efficient and consistent. And what I mean by immediate is it needs to be something that you can use as soon as you acquire a piece of knowledge. You get that piece of information or that idea pops into your mind. You need some way to organize that so you can logistically always access it when you're ready to act upon it or review it for for future action. So ironically, when I started this podcast a couple weeks ago, I was seeking out uh, a book to improve my efficiency so that I could get more done in a day because 
Operators to owners has a small demand on my day as well as my primary career. And I wanted to be able to dedicate a little bit more time to operators to owners without sacrificing time for my family or pulling from my career. So I had picked up a book called Getting Things Done, um, written by David Allen. And about two weeks ago, I started that book. And again, I did it more so to improve my day-to-day efficiency um, without you know sacrificing other portions of my life that I, I value. But little did I know um, in this book, uh, David Allen does a great job of having an of a, having a system for knowledge processing. So one of his big theories about efficiency is you can't be efficient if you don't have your tasks laid out in front of you. And the only way you can have your tasks laid out in front of you is if you declutter your mind and have them organize, have every idea or piece of information or project organized in a specific way. So rather than reinvent the wheel for you as a listener, I'm going to encourage you to adopt the uh, workflow diagram, David Allen calls it, from getting things done. So again, all credit to David Allen on this, and I will post up a PDF of this file on our Facebook group, which you can join at otovets.com forward slash Facebook dash group. But this workflow diagram will kind of show you how you can take your pile of information of your pile of ideas and organize them to de- declutter your mind. And that's basically its core principle is reduce clutter in your, in your life, reduce clutter in your mind, which frees up your brain power to process all of these different ideas at appropriate times. David does a great job in the book explaining this kind of like RAM in a computer. So in a computer, the, the RAM, for those of you who aren't technologically um, you know, gifted or uh, understand technology well, um, it, RAM in a computer is basically responsible for processing multiple things at a time on a computer. But there's a limited amount of ability to multitask. Similarly, in the human brain, your brain can only handle so many different multitasking things. And while we don't actually cognitively think about it, every time that you have a thought, idea, or collect some knowledge in anything, not just your professional development plan, but anything in your life, if you don't write that down or categorize it somehow, your brain is continuously trying to remember that or put it into context with your current life. Mm -hmm. So having a system in place, like the workflow diagram, will allow you to download those thoughts and free up that brain ram basically and that will allow you to be more critic be able to more critically think and process the things around you it can also help prevent the paralysis that we see a lot of times from knowledge overload so a lot of times we get so much information we're paralyzed on making a decision because we don't know what's exactly right because we know both sides so well we don't know what the right decision is and that results in inaction and it can stall your, your entire professional development plan. So let's kind of roll right into the workflow diagram. So there's two main principles in the workflow diagram, and that's actionable versus inactionable knowledge and ideas. So this works again, hand in hand with the step one of the professional development plan, which is knowledge collection. So when you collect a piece of knowledge, you want to classify it into actionable versus inactionable. So let's start with inactionable knowledge or ideas in the workflow diagram. So inactionable knowledge and ideas is generally the information or knowledge that can stymie your growth and prevent critical thinking. 
So it's it's the the um, dead information that you can't act on now, but it's just clouding up your brain. So what do you do with that knowledge you can't act on right now? So there's basically three things you can do with that. Number one, you can trash it. So it's just something that you might not use or have use for. So you, you just get rid of it. Number two, you can use it as a primer or a someday project. And I'll explain that a little bit further after this. And number three, you can file it away as a reference or a resource. So again, trash, primers, or resources. So first of all, trash, aka false news, aka data that's just things you're never going to use and you have no reason to keep, that stuff should just be chucked right away. Delete the file, delete the email, get rid of the piece of paper, um, anything like that, you just get rid of it and pr reduce the clutter in your brain and reduce the clutter on your desk or at work. So pretty self-explanatory. Number two, we want to focus on taking some information and using it as a primer or as a someday information, I like to call it. So this is the info and ideas that you want to kind of define or act upon eventually. Or you want to think about a little bit more, but you currently don't have the time to do that. Or you don't have the resources or expertise at this point, but you know it's something you might want to do in the future. So myself personally, I'd like to learn Spanish at some point, but I know right now it's not feasible. I have too many irons in the fire already, but it's something down the road I'd really like to learn because I think it'd really make my career easier. That's a personal example. Um, and for operators to owners, to give you a professional example. Um, right now, I'd love to have like an online conference for professional development, but I don't have the resources, I don't have the audience, and I don't have uh, the people or the networking connections yet to have my own conference online. So this is just something that I've kind of filed into my someday folder where I'm going, I'll do that someday, or I can look back at it and go, nah, it's not something I'm interested in anymore, but I've got it somewhere out of my brain down into my documents where I can look at it and review it periodically. So what do you do with things like this? And I'd encourage you to basically think of it as just creating a list that you review every, again, week, maybe monthly, and definitely every year. So as the prior, your priorities and opportunities rise or change, you can look at these and go, okay, trash, I'm not doing that anymore. Or you can activate these ideas as an actual thing you're going to act on and get it into the actionable columns. Later on, we'll talk a little bit about how you can organize these ideas in a software called Trello. And that'll be in part two of this episode. And that'll really help you organize these ideas. The third and final inactionable knowledge step is for a reference or resource material. So this is material that might help with projects or the primers we just kind of talked about eventually. It's material that you don't need immediate access to, but you definitely want to have as a resource down the road. Generally, uh, David, in his book, encourages people to file these alphabetically, A to Z, whatever the topic may be. And you don't have to have individual files for work or for personal, unless you're starting to get extensive files. For me, I use OneDrive or a Cloud Drive to kind of help organize this into, into the different categories that they exist in. So I like to put them into, uh, I kind of got one folder for work, one folder for operators owners, one for personal. And then from there, I've got them filed alphabetically, categorically to help with my organization there. 
So the goals of managing this inactionable data is to declutter your thoughts and refocus you on the actionable knowledge that you can actually do something with right now. So you want to do this all the while while you're collecting information and regularly re review it for a purging or for reclassification into action. And if you don't do this regularly, what you're going to end up with is a desk that kind of looks like mine um, that I posted up in our Facebook group, where you just end up with a bunch of knowledge accumulating on your desk. And it's easier to do as you take in each different piece of knowledge and then classify it into its different categories as you go, because otherwise you can get overwhelmed by just the sheer amount of information that you're taking in. So that talks a little bit about inactionable knowledge or things you're not going to do about do anything with now. So let's talk a little bit about actionable knowledge. And I consider these the gold nuggets of your today professional development plan. And this is knowledge you can use today to improve yourself and your practice. So how you can handle actionable knowledge can be broken down again into three choices. So number one, actionable knowledge that can be done in less than two minutes and done by you. Number two, actionable knowledge that can be done by you, but will take more than two minutes. And then number three, actionable knowledge that you can delegate to others or you're going to do later. So again, simple breakdown, actions that can be done in less than two minutes, actions that can be done in more than two minutes, and actions that can be done by somebody else or by you later. So what do we do with actions that are going to take two minutes or more than two minutes to do. And these are known as projects. Basically, that's the definition that David Allen gives them in getting things done is their multi-step actionable knowledge. Generally, they're larger projects. So they're going to be multi-step. They're going to be over the course of a month or a year. They're going to require a fair amount of planning, more resources in terms of time, money, or people and longer periods of time per step or per action step in that project cycle. A great example of this is an overall professional development plan. So they're it's just a larger undertaking requiring a lot of planning, action, review, data collection, everything like that. So that's the first one. Again, actions taking more than two minutes to do, aka projects. Number two, I've got actions taking less than two minutes to do. So this is knowledge that can be completely acted upon, processed, passed on in less than two minutes. And this is a primary method for decluttering your brain and your workspace. And it's worked really, really well for me personally. And it's probably one of my favorite things I've taken out of David Allen's book. It's very rewarding. It really reduces your to-do list and all this stuff that's running in the back of your brain all the time. And I find it to give me a good sense of accomplishment for very little time invested. Sometimes I like to start my you know, professional um, project or development time and get like a couple of these small little less than two minute tasks done because it really gets your motor kind of going and then you're ready to go for these really big, you know, big bites or big projects or big action steps. So specifically some of these actions too, to keep in mind that are done on under two minutes, they don't need to be done by you. You can pass them on or delegate them as long as you can do them and under do that in under two minutes. If you need a meeting to kind of convey the concept, then that's something that's going to take more than two minutes. So again, you would you would consider doing that as a project or doing that later. But 
if it's something that you're like, I just need to forward this email and someone needs it, else needs to take action on it, definitely something that you can add in to this less than two minute action step. And there's a pretty good quote, you know, I think that this step fits in really well um, from Henry Bergen. And he, he says, think like a man of action, act like a man of thought. So I think that's a good balancing point. You know, in the stuff you can take action on right now and immediately get done, get that done. But if there's things you think you need to think about a little bit more, then we push that back a little bit before we take our action. So that's a, a pretty good quote. Um, obviously, you can substitute man or woman for that. But uh, but yeah, that, that should get you thinking on the right track. So the third step in the actionable knowledge tree is actions to be delegated or done later. I like to call this the deferral step. And this is the home of seasonal or date-specific tasks, tasks you can't currently do with the available resources, tasks to be delegated or waiting for reply from delegation, or time-sensitive tasks that are time-sensitive to some time in the future. I like to think of this as the home of the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 rule, where 20% of your tasks will yield 80% of the results. So what you really want to focus on in this third step of the actionable knowledge is delegating tasks that someone else can do to free up your time, deferring tasks whose actions aren't going to give you the best return right now, or scheduling tasks at a later date when they need to be accomplished. And this will allow you to focus on those 20% of tasks that are going to give you 80% of the return right now. So by doing that, what we've done is we're able to delegate to responsible parties and offload some of the stress and the clutter from our workday onto somebody else. We're able to schedule on a calendar and keep it very clear and concise and again declutter our mind using a calendar or we're able to create this list of actions that we can take later on when we have the time the resources the money the help that's necessary to accomplish the task if you're unable to delegate a task or find a specific time later on that that task should be done or if you've added an, a next action plan to a task and you later review it and you're going, I don't know if this belongs here, sometimes it's okay to demote these tasks, the tasks that we find in the deferral category. We can demote those into the primer someday category of inactionable in knowledge. So we can take something that maybe we're looking at scheduling later that it's not the case anymore or something that we would have to delegate if we wanted to get it done but we don't have somebody that can do that or an action that we no longer want to take and we kind of demote it down to a tier where we can review it or we trash it all together if it's something we don't want anymore so again don't be afraid to have this whole structure kind of in flux between all of these different categories and it's important that you realize that so use this action, actionable versus inactionable roadmap to help you organize your desk, your life, and even your mind as you begin accumulating these large amounts of knowledge, information, and ideas from the step, first step of the professional development plan. In our next episode, I'll talk a little bit more about specific programs and applications 
of these strategies that we discussed here for organizing that accumulated knowledge and then brainstorming on it on how you can act on it. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. And again, please join us on our Facebook um, forum group. You can join at otovets.com forward slash Facebook dash group. And we'll have David Allen's uh, workflow diagram up there for you to peruse and um, print out and you can put it up somewhere and, and use it to help start classifying that knowledge. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. If you like this content and want more, join the Operators to Owners community. You can join our free Facebook group by going to otovets.com forward slash Facebook dash group. If you want to participate in our next face-to-face meeting, that's being held September 11th, 2019 in St. Louis. It'll be a mastermind session with a morning session dedicated to student development and an afternoon session dedicated to practitioners. Thanks for joining us today.